Every day, the Rundown podcast keeps you in the loop about the people and places that shape Chicago. The show is possible thanks to the ongoing support of listeners like you who understand the value of our work to keep you engaged. Support the Rundown podcast at wbez.org slash rundown donate. And thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. A couple of protesting stories this morning, starting with abortion rights opponents. The streets outside the Illinois state capitol were packed with people yesterday for a March for Life rally. My colleague Mawa Iqbal was there with some of the folks who were carrying signs and posters and banners that spelled out one main message. Abortion care should be illegal in Illinois. Republican State Representative Bill Howder was one of the speakers at the rally. He condemned two proposals that would penalize crisis pregnancy centers that are suspected of misleading patients from abortion services. They don't care if this bill to shut down pregnancy centers is unconstitutional, irrational, unpopular. It is not their time, their money wasted in courts and on lawyers. The measures would allow a court to set a penalty of up to $50,000 against a center. Closer to home here in Chicago, climate activists rallied at Chase Plaza yesterday. Most of them aged 60 and up. My colleague Indy Kara reported on that. The rocking chair rebellion is led largely by seniors and retirees. They want big banks to stop investing in fossil fuels to protect the climate for generations to come. Tom Clark was there. We're in a desperate moment when we should all be taking much more serious action. And to my mind, continued financing of big oil is not the way to go. And it's not going to create a future my grandkids can grow up in and thrive in. This type of protest was held in dozens of cities around the country. That was my colleague, Indy Kara. There's a new development in the reporting my colleagues are doing on the SAS program in Illinois. The program is supposed to screen children in a mental health crisis and do it quickly. But Kristen Schorsch, Sarah Karp, and Susie Ahn here at WBEZ found that the state is failing to make sure thousands of children are getting any follow-up help, let alone the type of intensive behavioral health support many of them need. And there aren't that many places to send kids in emotional distress. Now Kristen Schorsch is reporting that an Illinois lawmaker is sponsoring a measure to look into SAS. Kimberly Lightford is a state senator, and she says the measure she's introduced would create a task force. That task force would evaluate the program by county and analyze whether current funding for the program is enough. Now lawmakers have to decide if they want to create the group. Folks in AI and visual artists alike know that images generated by artificial intelligence have been around for a while now. But new AI tools are making it easier and easier for art to be plagiarized online. And there's also new software that's been created to address this. It's called Glaze, and it was developed by students at the University of Chicago. It's supposed to protect artistic styles from being copied by AI programs. Once a model has been trained on a particular style of art, they're often able to reproduce key elements of that artist's style and sort of render their work less unique. So we're trying to disrupt that process. That was Emily Wenger with the Glaze Project team explaining how it works. Wenger says her team used input from more than a thousand artists to ensure a variety of styles were being represented in the software. You can find more information about this on the UChicago website. 
And now for quite a few quick hits. Another debate happened last night, this time on WGN. Brandon Johnson and Paul Vallis didn't really talk about anything new, though, according to WTTW. They debated over their respective views on addressing crime and education in the city. To get a little overview, you can go to news.wttw.com. And as I mentioned yesterday, Lollapalooza has dropped their 2023 lineup. It includes Kendrick Lamar, Billie Eilish, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Lana Del Rey, Carol G, and the 1975, and a lot more. I mean, they have nine stages. Pre-sale tickets will be available tomorrow at 10 a.m. And Ramadan is a holy month when people who are Muslim fast during the daylight hours. Unlike some other religious fasting periods, it happens at a different time almost every year. Tomorrow is the first day of Ramadan for 2023. Alyssa Tenney is the first woman to lead the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. And at the end of this academic year, she's stepping down. She became president in 2010, and she's credited with helping more first-generation college students, like herself, find a place at the school. And Justin mentioned on Monday that three-year construction project on the Kennedy Expressway. Well, now Metra is adding additional service on one of its commuter lines in preparation for it. Starting in April, Metra will add 12 trains to morning service on the UP Northwest line into the city. Outbound service will also change with additional trains leaving the city between 3 and 5 p.m. And now for weather, cloudy today with a high in the upper 40s, low 50s, and expect some rain starting in the early afternoon, lasting off and on through the night. It's going down to the upper 30s tonight. And that's it for now. Later today, if you ride the CTA, you may have noticed that the ghost buses aren't the only crisis in the system. More and more unhoused folks in the city are using trains and buses as a last resort to find a place to stay. My colleague Anna Savchenka did some reporting on this. Right now, there are about 3,000 available shelter beds citywide. But the system that manages those shelters, it currently has more than 11,000 active clients. That's four times the amount of available beds. Anna is going to talk about the roots of the crisis and what the city is doing about it. That's today at 2 p.m. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you then.